Welcome to episode 35 of the Play Your Yards Right podcast. As always, I am Sasha here with my wonderful co-hosts, Sarah and Mike. And the NFC East is dead. RIP, you know, that's what this this is what this podcast was founded on. You know, some of us, you know, the Giants fans, we had to get sad earlier. Uh, but for those, I don't know if I know any Cowboys fans, maybe some Eagles fans, they had to get their hearts ripped out in a brutal, brutal fashion. Sarah, we're going to get into a little bit later, but I, I think mm-hmm. everyone here is tuning in just to make sure you're still doing well, a little wellness check, making sure that everything is okay. So how, how are you feeling now? Not, I am not well, not well. You're checking, you're checking in on me. This is not a wellness check. It's a check-in. I am recovering enough to come talk about it on here. I think I honestly was like, I'm not doing the podcast. I was about to cancel it altogether <laughs> on Sunday forever. Um, but I'm here. I'm putting on my brave face to talk about it. And the only thing that's giving me strength is the fact that the Eagles embarrass themselves as well. And that's all I have at this moment in time. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's a, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of league. And the last game I remember seeing, the Eagles looked like dog shit. So I think that's all we need to really focus on. Yes, exactly. That's, I'll take that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, we will break down all of the games. We can start in chronological order. So, I mean, what a great weekend. Always fun. Playoff football is exciting. Having the six games. Um, I don't know if I like the two every day uh, better or not. It was kind of nice to have that one delayed. And, you know, I was off on Martin Luther King Day, so it was nice to have uh, have two whole games of football there going on. But Texans-Browns, we started off with an absolute barn burner. I think we were all, you know, I kind of went into the game thinking the Texans were going to be pretty decent, but I I was fully ready for the NFL script writers to get the uh, Joe Flacco going back to Baltimore thing uh, going. And yeah. C.J. Stroud is just an absolute cold-blooded killer, just a complete stud. So that, that just completely changed everything and really made for a mm-hmm. fun game until they just blew the doors off them. Yeah, I don't know if it's – I. I was wondering if it's the Browns defense was incredible in a lot of the games throughout the year. We talked about that, but I wonder if maybe it was more that the defense didn't show up because I mean, like I watched yeah. Stroud did look great, but guys were open. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm like, I've never seen, it was like every play they were open, you know, two, three yards of space. Yeah. It, it looked like once they were doing a good job of blocking and protecting um, on the line, that when you when Miles Garrett was kind of like uh, eliminated and Jadavian Clowney was eliminated, it felt like they the Browns secondary couldn't do it. I was so shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it just sounds seemed like the Browns underestimated the Texans' offense or just were ill prepared because exactly like Mike said, I, I mean, CJ Chris Stroud is incredible and I think he's so fun to watch, but. Guys were very, very open in the first quarter. It was like, oh my, this is like effortless. Like you didn't need to be the stuff that CJ Shout is making some of those completions. So I feel like it just seemed like the Browns were not prepared for the moment from a defensive standpoint. And I don't know, Flacco was just Flacco. You know, the slipper fell off at this point, yeah. which is sad for the. I do feel bad for the Browns fans. I do. But I am happy the Texans moved on. They're the better team for sure. Definitely, and they yeah they should make for a little bit more fun because I, I do think everybody was kind of waiting for that moment where Joe Flacco no you know became the Joe Flacco that was unemployed for the first ten weeks of the season and not you know what we uh, what we just saw there. But I just felt so weird like these teams like on defense that are so different at home and away. I just don't understand like how how good the Browns defense could be at home and all of a sudden they go. And they give up. I mean, I guess they didn't give up all the points. There were those back-to-back pick sixes, so that's not really the defense's fault. But, you know, they were just right. moving the ball so well. And the Texans are just so young, so exciting. D'Amico Ryans, I feel like, how can you not like mm-hmm. it? Um, and, and then this is also for like Tank Dell, who is basically like their number one receiver, is not even right. you know, on this team right now. So yeah. they could be really good for a really long period of time. Who knows what this next week will bring, but – I th- it's exciting. I also feel good for them. Like they're not, a, you yeah. know, I know the Browns are always kind of downtrodden, but it's not like the Texans are some juggernaut of an organization. So no. also, they're no. also a, a, certainly a feel good story. For sure. For sure. Um, I think everyone's fine with whoever came out of this game, unless you're a loyal fan base of the Browns. And maybe if there's a loyal Texas fans, but overall feel good stories on either side. I feel like. hundred uh, percent. Next game, Chiefs Dolphins. That was you know, I don't think anybody was that surprised. It seemed like the weather was the number one talk of the town going in. But Mike, getting out of the AFC East, it's got to feel good to have the only AFC East team left in the fight at this point. It, it felt inevitable. We knew we were getting here. Uh, the Dolphins did what the Dolphins do. They laid down. They 
they rolled on their bellies and let Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs pet them. And the only thing that upset me was I feel like they really let them kind of find themselves in this game. Tua is uh, he's what he is what he, we thought he was. Tua is yeah. not a big game quarterback. He is in a perfect scenario, perfect weather, perfect game plan, perfect health. He can he can get it done, and he does look great in those moments. But he's not a guy like I was telling Sasha beginning of the game. I'm like, you can see that they don't trust him to make the throws. So many of those throws were behind the line of scrimmage, like trying to do screen plays. And the minute they tried to throw it deep, he overthrew uh, Jalen Waddle by like three yards over his head for what was the easiest pick I've seen thrown all year. Um, their run game looked like most are, it looked like everybody kind of was overhyped all year long and it kind of came crashing down. Um, and Jalen Ramsey looked, it, it just, the dolphins were, they were, they were telling us the whole time what they were and we found out. Yeah. And it's really, you know, I couldn't feel any worse for the dolphins fans out there, but you know, <laughs> they'll have the banner of winning the AFC East in week seven. So they've got that. Yeah, I don't really know where Bye. they I don't know where they go from here. Um, I, I feel like they're certainly relatively tied in with Tua. I think a lot of people like him. Well, he's on his fifth year option, so they have to make a decision because you can't have your best player playing on a player option. Yeah. Gotta pay That's him, true. gotta pay him, or you gotta trade him. Do something. I don't know who wants him. I mean, it's it, it's a really tough, tough situation because you, you know, he was, they, the team had a good record this year. It came down to the last week of the season. They had a chance to win the, win the division, obviously did not. Mm. And just kind of crumbled when they're ever playing against a good team, but. Or have, in any bit of weather. Yeah. They have those glimpses of, it's like, oh, you can put up 70 points, but yeah, you know, there's, he's, I think somebody said it on the, on the broadcast, or I, I can't remember where I heard this, but there, there are a few guys that can go out and win a game. Like, you know, the Josh Allens, the Mahomes is the Lamar Jackson's that they can really shoulder the burden of winning a game. And then there are guys like Brock Purdy and there are guys like Tua that when everything is perfect and everybody's healthy, like they can manage the game. But when it came down to it, like he was, you know, Tua was just throwing ducks. The weather was bad. It, uh, you know, the, the team just looked like they were just clunky and it felt like the chiefs knew exactly where every play was going and could stop every play in its track before it even started. So I, I'm glad we don't have to worry about watching the Dolphins in cold weather anymore. The Chiefs, yeah. are the, I, I don't think the Chiefs are that good, but I think they were the better team that night. And I just, I'm I'm personally getting really tired of the Chiefs. Mahomes seems so whiny and just like such a little crybaby. Their fans seem annoying. You got to have Taylor Swift on the, you know, on the TV a thousand times. Well, only for one more week. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm getting very tired of the Chiefs. I didn't know yeah. that this, um, I used to just kind of not care about them and thought like, oh, you know, it's fun to watch really good football because it's like watching Mahomes do amazing things. It's like, I can at least acknowledge that this is fun. Now I just don't even think they're that good. So watching them is just more annoying for me. Yeah, I feel like this is that pivotal point that everyone was waiting for, because I feel like everyone was kind of in the same boat last year, where it was kind of like, the Chiefs are turning into a dynasty, but no one's really bothered by them yet, like too much, but we all knew the time would come, just like the, you know, the Patriots, and I feel like this is it, because like, just like you said, all the storylines, whether it's Taylor Swift, Mahomes complaining about his receivers this year, them not actually being this good, but yet still probably going to end up making a playoff push unless Mike and his Bills are able to, you know, come in and save us here, which I think they are capable of doing, but still. I just feel like I, I agree too. with you. <laughs> I agree with you, Sasha. I think that this is a point like I'm just sick of it. And I don't know if you've seen just like the memes and just like the videos of all the people like mimicking Mahomes that is just like weird body language and like, you know, he does like this or like he like flaps yeah. his arms and everything. Those are like kind of hilarious, but also equally annoying because it's just, I don't know, something it's just, it's whiny. I think you said it perfectly. And I don't know, the only thing about the Chiefs I really like still is Andy Reid and and they're that's the kind was pulling me through but they're getting increasingly annoying for sure yeah his frozen mustache was definitely the best part of the whole game yeah yeah oh yeah it was gonna be a cold ride later yeah (laughs) (laughs) for Mahomes. (laughs) uh but i don't was uh so that that game ended the saturday night it was beautiful and then uh what was the next game oh i uh i don't think we i i don't remember i don't quite remember something happened I remember it was kind of surprising. Yeah, was it? It was shocking. The... It was shocking. I'm ripping the bandaid off and stopping you two here <laughs> from this. 
Um, the Dallas Cowboys came out and laid an absolute egg is what happened. Mm. And I have no other words. I would say it was shocking, but at the same time, a little part of me was like, this is so classic. I almost knew this was going to happen. It was very bizarre processing this game. I watched this game from the Orlando international airport on a TV screen, um, with no sound, which is probably for the best. Yeah. Great venue. Yeah. Great venue. Um, I watched with a bunch of fake Cowboys fans, you know, like middle-aged women who like had their Dak Prescott jersey on, but then they're just like yelling, like, get them the whole time, you know, like (laughs) to everything, offense and defense. And they're just saying like, get them. And I'm just like, not applicable, not applicable at all. And it it hurt. This game was just, uh, I don't even know how, I don't know. I'm still trying to process where we go from here, but ultimately breakdown, Dak was trash. He had the yips. Mike McCarthy did not get the team prepared for this game. Whether it was game planning, his play calling, motivational, he doesn't bring it. He just clearly doesn't have it as a coach. And I know they've had, you know, these successful three past 12 win seasons, but every single time they're in a big game, if you think back over the past few years, and I've been saying this over and over again, the team is never prepared overall. They're, you know, undisciplined, getting penalties. He just, they feel like they're off in these big games. And this is a repetitive pattern under him. And I think we just need a coach who is more motivational, better at, you know, mentally and physically preparing the team each week for whoever they're facing off. And that's not McCarthy. I CD might be the most non-dramatic drama queen there is out there because I'm sick of hearing um greg olson he's like oh cd you know he you know he's a mild-mannered guy he's not really one to go no he's not mild-mannered if we're saying he's mild-mannered repeatedly he's not because we've all seen him on the sidelines with his pouty faces you can tell when they're down and he's not getting the ball he is not running his routes to completion he's you know not blocking like he should be and i i had no sound on this game so i don't know what happened but i can't even really find why exactly he was all pissed off on the first offensive drive of the game It was, it was yeah. his first missed pass, and it was like he quit on the game. It was crazy. Yeah. It was bizarre. Like, n- two CD, you know, and then that's the interception right there, you know, because he's forcing it to him. Like, you got to be better than that from Prescott's standpoint. And CD, I don't, I don't know what was going on. Like, it clearly started before the game happened, I would presume, and things were building because, like you said, it was the very first drive, which just is kind of bizarre. But I don't know. And again, that's kind of on the coaching, right? Like if these guys are that pent up and anxious and worked out before the game, that's going to be happening. You need to be in there motivating them, getting everyone on the same page and feeling confident, you know, in what they're going out to do. So I don't know. They sucked on all ends. Dan Quinn, like, is he not good? I don't know. Sometimes he has these flashes of greatness. And then I'm like, well, he did get fired from the Falcons for a reason because he was he did not call a good game this week. They were, again, not prepared. It felt like everyone, our pass rush has not been what we thought it was this year. We like sack numbers are down significantly. Our secondary, yes, we could use Trayvon Diggs, but I don't know. Jordan Love made this look so easy. And I think he's a pretty good quarterback, but not how easy we made it look for them by any means. So I don't know. I don't know how much adding a Diggs brother to a bad game situation is good for your team. Just yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that perspective. Maybe not. It's got to be going well for them to be happy. (laughs) But I I, I don't know. They finally get a Micah Parsons holding call, though. Oh my god, I'm sick. I'm sick of Micah Parsons too, though. Honestly, because he's been yapping about that for the past few weeks, which he hasn't. But he's not producing. If he's getting held that much in game double team, why the heck is no one else getting any sacks? Like, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of hearing about him, and I hate how much they're praising him during the games. He's a very talented, you know, generational player. I get that, but he needs to keep putting up the stats for that. And he he, if they're saying he's the game changer that he is, I'm not seeing it. We're not winning these games. The defense is not creating turnovers like they used to. And I don't know. I think, again, I guess maybe that falls under Dan Quinn. And maybe I'm just looking to blame all. I've been a loyal Dak fan (laughs) um, for a very long time. And he has these, he's very calm, cool, collected in certain situations. But then the big games, he really, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have that clutch gene, you know, and you need that in your quarterback for sure. So I don't know. Brandon Aubrey even decided to. Oh, I was just going to say, how but, does uh yeah, here we go, do when you're down like by like 30 points? Down like, bad. Is, is it's the down, offensive down really line bad. like shut up already? 
Yeah. Did you? I, they also like had hats made. Like they would have released them before the playoff game. Oh. The here we go hats. I hope they burned the inventory of that. Like I really hope that they did because that I was like, thank God I don't have the sound because I did not want to hear any here we goes any further <laughs> from there. And I'm sure the stand people in the stands did not. But I like it. That's like I kind of like it when it's not against the Bills. Like he'll go up and I'll just try to time it out with him. And I'm in my living room going, here we go. Yeah. Like I like it other than when they're losing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. even in the Bills game, I was like, thank God we can't hear this. But I don't know. Everyone, even Brandon Aubrey, decided he had to suck because he also missed a field goal. Like it was just bad. To me, that's again points back yeah. to like bad morale, right? Like he, this guy has been money all season. And just the fact like everything was crumbling apart, I have to take that all the way back up to the chain of coaching. So that is why I have decided to put my focus on where we go next from coaching. There's a lot of good coaches out there this year, Vrabel, Belichick, maybe even Harbaugh. I don't know, but I'm just living and breathing at this point on the point. I'm waiting for Jerry Jones to make that decision at some point soon. Yeah. I wonder when he'll let him go. If he'll let him go, I would imagine he kind of has to at this point. Um, I mean, it, it does seem, I don't know. Is it a good landing spot or is it bad? Cause obviously it's like maybe the most scrutinized position in Maybe all of sports is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So it's like a lot of pressure, but you clearly have a lot of raw talent and a lot of players that want to go there. You know, they have they have the money. They have a lot of talent. They have the willingness to, like, succeed, you would think. So it's like, you know, a guy like Belichick may want to go there because it's relatively turnkey operation. He You know, he's he's 70 mm -hmm. years old and, you know, it's not going to be like a five, six, seven year rebuilding process. Like you have the pieces and it does kind of seem like coaching may be the issue. So. Uh, but also, do, it's like, do, do you want to go have to deal with Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys media all of the time? So I, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it certainly seems like it would be maybe a decent landing spot for one of these guys. Yeah, I think so, because uh, like you said, I think I see it perfectly for Belichick in that they have what they need right now. And that window is closing. They have, a, you know, a lot of free agents this year even to deal with. But I see it for a temporary fit for, you know, now for him just to kind of step in and let the Joneses take the media aspect side of things, you know, and Belichick's not known for his drafting. And but the Jerry Jones and like, his family, they've done a pretty good job, you know, with their draft capital in the past, you know, handful or longer of years. So I think if they can just maybe like distinguish that line a little little bit they could find a happy medium to make it work and two individuals who maybe don't always seem like <laughs> they would be the best fit together but I did hear today that Derrick Henry also is interested in the Cowboys he said he's not done yet to be their coach playing. no playing playing. so I'm like thinking that could be you know I'm starting to come around that like I just need change to get over this game. I need change. We can't go back to the same thing. I think I sat here on our first, one of our first episodes this year and said, if Mike McCarthy didn't take the Cowboys, I was saying potentially even the NFC title game, like, you know, the championship game, if he didn't get them there, that he should be fired. And here we are going out in the wild card round. So to me, it's, clear cut he has to go and I think that's what everyone was saying before the season even started we just because they got 12 wins I don't think we should forget that I think Belichick's going to the Falcons which is like so lame why so weird I know but like it kind of makes sense they also have a lot of pieces put together and their defense was pretty good and it seems like Arthur Blank is kind of like lets the coaches coach and control like he'll have a lot of control there which I'm sure is important to him I wonder if you guys quarterback can, I wonder though. If, I wonder if Mike Tomlin or Vrabel or Harbaugh seems like Harbaugh is going to go to the Chargers though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my reach thoughts back there. But I would take Tomlin honestly because I know he's been very mediocre, you know, but he hasn't had the talent that the Cowboys have right now. Or you know, cumulatively speaking, he seems like the motivational, disciplinarian type coach that we need on this team. So I think it would be a good fit. How long do you think it's going to take to get the smell out of the office of whatever McCarthy left in there? They're probably they're going to fumigate professional fumigation most it's likely. Like that for episode sure. of the office where like, uh, he's just coming in with his giant pot of chili, like Kevin. <laughs> yeah, killing it. Yeah. That's McCarthy leaving. Office. That's him on the way out. Yep. We haven't been able to get the chili smell out of here in two years. <laughs> he doesn't have a cardboard box of papers. He has a pot of chili that he. <laughs> it's been marinating right. since the offseason we'll, we'll get our uh mm -hmm. we'll get our pr person making that meme as soon as yeah, we yeah. <laughs> um so sarah you i mean i guess we should maybe give a little bit of our flowers to the uh you know the the packers did play a great game um they're super young i think lafleur is a great coach 
Um, I don't know where they go from here. I mean, it seems like they can keep this together and then just continue to dominate the, you know, the NFC North for the next yeah. 15 years because everybody is super young, but you know, they it's, and also think about how much better this team would be if they didn't trade for what would give up. Uh, Russell Russell Doug, if we didn't let yeah. us steal yeah. him on our team. Yeah. Yeah. Future Jets quarterback, Jordan Love. Looks like he's like, he's, he's the guy. I mean, in 2040, when he's on the Jets, I might be a little nervous when he comes out and takes the field. <laughs> I, I, it's just a bunch of no name. I mean, they're not no name receivers. It's just crazy. It's like every week he's completing four passes to another guy. I did not know right. like existed. And I play fantasy football yeah. pretty, pretty heavily uh, and gamble. And I'm like, who is this guy? They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they seem to be talented and offense. Aaron Jones has been absolutely lighting it up. And, you know, if they can keep developing the run game like that, and they're really going to use him. I've said back when Rodgers was there, I didn't understand the the Packers would not just pound the ball with Aaron Jones. And I know he's injury prone, but like in these big games, they gave him the ball. He scored three touchdowns. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He's, a, he's an angry runner. He's really good, fast, shifty. Uh, and this is probably this is his like utmost peak in terms of uh, he's 29 years old. This is it. Mm-hmm. They blocked really well. Their defense is like trick or treat. One week they look like the worst defense in the league, and then all of a sudden they're pretty uh, put together. Jair Alexander is an awesome cornerback, so he's going to be a difficult coverage guy on everybody's number one. But yeah, yeah, who knows? I feel like they might have they may have won their Super Bowl this week though. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. I, uh, yeah, I would also just feel like the kind of thing where it's like the Cowboys have always been so good because like they build from the lines and it's like, I'm always like, why aren't people doing this? So it's like, why aren't you just looking at what's successful and we're following that? It's also, I feel like the same thing. It's like the Packers keep drafting a quarterback, have them sit behind somebody decent for a while, yeah. grow up, learn the NFL speed and then come in and be amazing. And I get mm-hmm. that there's, you know, there's a lot of like, we're pick, we're spending draft capital on this guy in the first couple picks. He needs to come in and he needs to play right away. But it's like there's this very clear track record of yeah. You, know, you sit behind him. You you know obviously you're not coming into 21. You're coming in at 24, 25, 26. When you know the game speed a little bit, you've learned from somebody, and like it works out really well. Yeah, this, this yeah. trend of starting your first your first round or first pick quarterbacks, uh, I think has burnt out a lot of guys. And and at yeah. that position. A lot of it is like your confidence and the and also the amount of hits they take early in their career. I think yeah. really affects the way that they play quarterback going forward. Yeah. There's been a yeah. lot of talented players, quarterbacks that I think it was just their thrust into the position before they have time to get up to that NFL speed. One of you know Josh Allen, I think we we benched him for like I want to say like eight weeks or six weeks or something, and even that little amount of time, you could see like it was like thank, we weren't a good team. And a lot of times these guys are getting starts on shitty teams with shitty lines and no yeah. win scenarios. And, you know, who knows what some of these guys, the amount of flame outs at these top quarterback things. Uh, I think a lot of it is attributed to them being pushed into it, trying to run yeah. an NFL offense at 22 years old is really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look at a guy no, like 100%. Baker, Baker mm-hmm. finally, maybe in like, maybe a kind of good situation in terms of stability. And he's playing really well, mm-hmm. but they pushed yeah. him in. They made him start and he got killed on the, I mean, he was actually kind of good in the beginning, but you yeah. know what I mean? Sam Darnold, same thing. I think he's super talented and that jet situation just ruined him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can't get no, it back. Okay. It's like with Bryce Young, who knows if he'll be able to come back. I, I don't even know how good yeah. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes could be on that team. He he was yeah. out for a year. Right. Good yeah. point. Yeah. 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 Patrick yeah. Mahomes, yes, that behind yeah. Alex Smith. So who knows? I feel like it makes a lot of sense, but obviously, you know, a lot of these teams are drafting a quarterback because they don't. Lamar have- sat a year behind uh, Joe Flacco. Yeah. When you start to think mm-hmm. about it, there's a lot of them. I remember when Peyton yeah. Manning, long time ago, Peyton Manning was going to start his rookie year, and that was like unheard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it's the norm. And a couple of things. I feel like Andrew Luck ruined it for that because he came right in and was, was good. Really good. And Adrian Peterson ruined it for people that are trying to, uh, you know, heal from their ACL because he came back and like. What? Yeah. Or I thought you were going to talk about him like oh, no. his kids. <laughs> well, it, well, speaking of, <laughs> you ruined it for parents everywhere. <laughs> Adrian Peterson. Let's switch up the topic. Uh, but also going on teams that may have won their Super Bowl this week: Rams Lions. Great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was awesome yeah. to see those fans. Yeah. Super happy. Just all about it. It was. It just felt good. Like no matter who you're rooting for, mm-hmm. you were happy to see the Lions pull that out. So good for Detroit. 
And uh, I mean, I personally, I'm all in on the Lions. I love it. I feel like it's going to end poorly. They were like they're crying and like they're celebrating like they won the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. So it's like, yeah, you, you guys got to show up and, you know, whatever, six, seven days and like do this again. So yeah. It was like, I, I hope that they didn't, but it feels like they almost spent all of that emotional energy already. But it was a great game. I would say maybe yeah, probably the best game of the weekend. It was actually close. Came down to the wire. It was exciting. I can't believe Sam Laporta's leg still works. Unbelievable. And like, mm-hmm. catch touchdowns. So I I, they kept saying, it's like, oh, he's young. It's like, I don't know what that means. Like, I, why his, it's the adrenaline. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter that he's young. His knee shouldn't be able to bend backwards. Yeah. I, I, Sean, Sean McVay, that is, it, it was looked almost like my Sean, my Sean McDermott, the way he blew, he blew yeah. that game. And it, I'm, you know, I'm going to do a, a better job next year too. We're going to point out these why teams need somebody. And I, and I always joke it's playing Madden, but like, these guys gotta play Madden and get the reps in of like how you manage the clock. The don't yeah. first of all, I always I my entire thing when I'm watching a Bills game is if we burn a timeout in the third quarter, I'm I stand up. I'm like, we're gonna fucking lose. We're gonna lose this game. Cause you always need those three timeouts. It is a map, it's not even like up for debate. If you don't have them, you are one first down away from the game being over in a four mm-hmm. minute with any team that's got any semblance of like being put together and you're usually yeah. losing to them so they're playing well mcveigh goes yeah. he burns two timeouts on third down situations where they're pinned back where it's like take the five yards then he decides to punt with four minutes <laughs> left on fourth and 14 it, first of all at that point then kick the field goal you don't trust brett maher but like you can't give him the ball back there and the mm-hmm. last piece, and this one got me, this is Madden 101. He lets the clock run down to the two-minute warning instead of using that last timeout. And then immediately on the next play, they get the first down, and it's three kneels and you go home. How right. do they not understand that? They're being paid millions of dollars to understand that. That is crazy. Yeah. And he was just sitting there, like, not blinking, like the thousand-yard stare. Like, I like mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, take the take the controls from this guy. He was yeah. thinking about how he had to get home and shave his beard. He had, yeah, to, yeah. He had some stuff growing in. He had to go yeah. trim it up. It's 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 it was blatant mismanagement. You have a guy like Stafford. I understand it's fourth and fourteen, but it's the exact same scenario. If you don't get those yards, then if you punt, you there's no need to pin them back. They don't need to go the whole distance. They don't need to score. They just need two or right. three first downs. Yep. And you punt yeah. with the biggest, like, so oh, oh, my God, it's so bad. It's so crazy. If they get it on the 40, they still need the same three first downs. Yep. It's just, yeah. how does nobody on the sidelines say that? They work so hard to pull that team that was supposed to be, like, really bad this year to the playoffs. And just to have no fucking game plan in the last five minutes is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm excited. You know, if they want to reach out. It's play your bets right at Twitter. DM me. Be happy to do. You know that. we can negotiate. I can come. In. I play mm-hmm. a lot. Of, I, I used to play a lot more. I can play more Madden if you pay me. You need it. He thinks that he was maybe just lost. I could see Dan Campbell on the sideline, just like foaming at the mouth and like and like yeah. doing the thumb across. Yeah. The thing and, and he just got lost and got very scared because Dan Campbell's mm-hmm. horrifying. But I, yeah, I, yeah. it's a Shane Gillis thing. Oh, just solid. I'm gonna come down there and beat the fuck out of just kind of like threw his brain in the yeah. in the pudding. Yeah. But yeah. I uh it's like Pukanaku is really, really good. Dude just runs angry. Um Great it's like, yeah, they clearly they have some weapons and like at moments, I mean prior to this game, I thought they had really good coaching that kind of got them there, but just weird stuff at the end of the game. I yeah, I Rams made it farther than they expected. Good for the Lions, yeah. and I would really like to see yeah. the Lions move on. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Jared Goff's been to the Super Bowl. People like don't talk about yeah. that. I don't know how they just discounted like he had nothing to do with it. Like the guy has had playoff right. success. Yeah. And yeah. he is good. Yeah. You keep the roof over him. You keep that, keep him warm. that puppy warm. Mm-hmm. He can throw. I don't know how I call him a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a puppy. Thank you. Yeah. He does. He does. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, next week, we'll do our dog rankings of what quarterback is what dog. Ooh, so we can put I like that together. Oh. I like that. So speaking of Jump dogs, though, speaking Sorry, of dogs, yeah, Mike, Bill Steelers, mm-hmm. game got moved. I'm a little upset because early in the week I was proud of myself. I bet the under because the weather looked terrible. Then they decided to move the game, which I get for the safety needed to happen. But I feel like I should get my money back for that bet. But I don't really know who to talk to about that. Nobody responds to my emails. Uh, but 
Bill Steelers. Keep, yeah. keep sending them. I'll just keep sending them in. The <laughs> Bill Steelers. I think Steelers made it a little closer at the end than anybody expected than that the game mm-hmm. felt. But how are yeah. you feeling? Great. I feel great. Listen, just another day, another win. Another win for the Bills. <laughs> what did I say? We're just going to come out. We just got to win three more games now. And we will have completed a wonderful comeback and a season turnaround. Not and I, if we have any World War II listeners out there, I apologize for this reference, but not since Normandy have I seen so many of our good troops go down in one game. We lost, uh, like our entire defense. One, I didn't even, this is like our second defense, and they're all hurt now, too. So, we've got some major. Our, our, uh, I'm gonna try to pull this up to show you. Our injury report is hysterically long. That's a lot of people. It is, I don't know if you can see this on here. Oh, no, maybe not. No, is, I'll take your word for it. It's the entire it's the entire defense. The only two offensive players on there are Josh Allen w- with his neck injury, apparently, which he doesn't have, and Gabe Davis. The rest of it is our entire defense, minus like four guys. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we took care of business. We did what we needed to do. We had some really shitty calls. Uh, there, there was a fumble. Yeah, look at that. Look at the side. Look at yeah. that injury report. Good God. And it's a lot of DMPs. Um, we we had a fumble. We, the game was about to be like the doors were going to get blown off. And they yeah. called some rant. They called it out of bounds on uh, that. It touched. It may have tapped the ta- front of Pat Fryer Moot's helmet. Something I've never. It was such bullshit. You could just see that they were trying to, I don't know, keep the game competitive. Um, and also, I wonder if the refs didn't want to lose two challenges in the first quarter because that was what they were. They were two bad calls for the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen was amazing. Run of the year. Is that the best run you've ever seen by a quarterback in your life? I liked it a lot. It was a beauty. It was. I mean, I mean, geez. He got up to 19.88 miles per hour, the fastest run of his – Fastest speed he's ever been clocked at in the NFL. Yeah, not, longest run in Bills playoff history. Not, not as not as fast as that one run that Daniel Jones had, where he got tripped up by absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing. But that uh, was a great that was a great run. But you know, didn't end in a touchdown. It also gave I I just don't know if he was that fast. If everybody that was, it felt like he was being surrounded by players that were about to tackle him, but then kind of like I don't know, gave up for a second because like, oh, he's a quarterback, we can't hit them. But then I watched it again from a different angle. It's like, oh no, they just couldn't catch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like six five, six six, two seventy, like coming barreling down you, like probably with a smile on his face because he wants you to hit him. <laughs> I mean, he's just he's he's a tough he's a tough guy to fucking play. Like to be against him when he's locked in and he's like breathing through his nose and running at you want, wants wants to get hit by you I, I mean i wouldn't want to tackle him i put him as one of the toughest people to bring down in the league he fights for every fucking yard yeah um just his size and his speed combination is crazy yeah uh the Kincaid look good Knox look good great back-to-back touchdowns I think that was like the first time ever it was like two tight ends caught touch i don't remember something yeah it was all these you know they, they love to drop like the first time in nfl history stuff um the defense rallied we we were playing like I said, Kair Elam, who was our first round pick from last year. He was relegated to basically being almost off the team. He ended up playing. He got smoked on two routes and then made a really nice lucky interception in the end zone to recover the ball for us. I mean, we had him. I can't believe that was the end of the 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 score. Ended up being what it was. I thought it was going to be a way bigger blowout. We had a typical Buffalo Bills play of uh, Tyler Bass getting his kick blocked. Oh yeah. And then not only getting blocked, but somehow the ball going backwards 30 yards. And the punter like. And then our punter <laughs> removing his hamstring yeah. from his bone. And I do want to say, I, and I don't know how closely you guys were watching or listening. One of the more frustrating things I have with the booth and like the media trying to drum up like storylines during the game is so that when we go right into halftime and the whole talk is bills are without their punter what are we going to do without their punter meanwhile at one point they cut to the sideline and it shows sam martin kind of talking to like i don't even think it was like a trainer like one of the coaches and the coach is laughing and he's kind of laughing and i said to my wife i'm like i i don't think this guy's out like i think he's going to come back in then it goes to halftime and they're all talking, you know, a lot of it is like the bills. What are they going to do without a punter here? Who could be the backup punter? And I'm on Twitter watch, listening to like in stadium reporters tweeting that he's out there punting. <laughs> and it's like, 
do they not have access to like the outside world? Also, right. can't they look out their window and see? Well, that's the punter. And they still cut back and they're like, what are the Bills going to do without their punter? And like on the first drive, they're like, oh, here comes Sam Martin to punt. Yeah. It's very, you know, just one of those things. Like if you're not like, if you're as intent as I am in watching, I almost have to have Twitter going on the sideline to be able to make sure like the nonsense that's coming out of Tony Romo's mouth matches what like our on-field people are actually saying. Yeah. It's just nonsense. Yeah. And also of all teams, I mean, there's a few guys in the NFL. It's like, I don't know. You really need a punter. Just have Josh Allen go back and throw it 80 yards. I'm sure he could punt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he could punt. I was, was going to say just have him throw, but. No, let him punt. He could do anything. <laughs> um, he might have to play cornerback next week. That would be fun to watch. Um, but other than that, the Steelers, business. the Steelers, I was so tired of watching. Mason Rudolph, it felt like yeah. he was like 10 to 15 passes that were just to nobody. Yeah. It felt like I'm like, is that. That was a real pass. Is that just going to be intentional grounding? He wasn't even like, he was <laughs> yeah. like kind of under pressure. And he just like, and the, oh, then Mason were up to throw. It's like just to no one, like in the yeah. middle of the field. So I, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to watch that anymore. I and don't. game plan wise, I mean, you know, to get up early on them and, and kind of take running consistently out of their uh, realm of possibility was like you basically neutered them. They had yeah. not like yeah. relying on the pass is not going to be a, a winning situation for them. Yeah. Right. But we did our thing. We managed to keep it close, still covered. Thank God. I, uh, my family, uh, as we were up 14, it feels like the wind's pretty secured. I then stood up and looked at everybody and went, no touchdowns. <laughs> and then it was like, you could see the look on my wife's face as she realized, okay, he has bet on the spread on this. <laughs> And I'm making my three-year-old son yell, no touchdowns, no touchdowns. As they're coming <laughs> so it was a great, great win. The fans were great. It was fun watching them throw the snow up at the touchdowns. Uh, there were some angry Pittsburgh fans online saying how uh, how we were throwing snowballs at their players. And it's like, you know, whatever. Everybody's got to cry about something. Yeah. Great win. We'll see the Chiefs take care of business next week, too. Oh, I can't wait. Excited to see. I'm very excited for that game, and it's just yeah. I, I. We need some of these Bills players to get healthy because I don't want I don't want the Chiefs to move on. I really don't like that the Bills are on like two less days rest. Um, that's really the only thing that kind of you know scares me a little bit is that they got sick. Whatever, what is it? Five days or six days compared to the uh, the the Chiefs had two whole extra days, which I which I don't love. But they got to travel. They got to come to Buffalo. I want Patrick Mahomes to just get smoked by Ed Oliver mm-hmm. and the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Von Miller, Von Miller did like a. So. It did like he looked like a person for once. He pulled a spin move, made some. Mm-hmm. I think that whole game kind of counts as like an ice bath, though, for the bill. Like it's yeah, like played, yeah. Like recovery you know I mean, session, right? Inflammation yeah. way down. Smart. Mm-hmm. Actually, Sarah, you're, in your professional opinion, does that you know you're you are a doctor? That checks so out. That makes mm-hmm. sense, right? I think it checks out. Permanent ice bath, recovery levels. They're probably using their little whoops to measure. I think overall, probably pretty good. All yeah. right, good. I was surprised. I'm like, how are they getting hurt? I was literally yelling out. I'm like, how are they getting hurt? It's so cold. It's like they've got ice on all their joints. <laughs> what do they do? Put more ice? What do I? I'm not a doctor. Who knows? We move on Sunday night. It's going to be a big game. I'm very excited for you. I think we're all rooting for it. Game of the week. Yeah. yeah maybe. Game of the year. Game of my life. And now, Sarah, I want to give you a little bit of a little bit of a chance for some positivity here. Eagles Bucks. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Yes. Oh, I, I loved every single minute of it. I was exhausted after coming home late the night before, but I stayed up just because I was like, this is too fun to watch right now. Um, I mean, it looked a little shaky at points. The Eagles, though, they are just broken in all aspects. Um, the thing I only sad news I hate about this is I don't want to get into some sort of coaching battle with Philly right now because I know their fans are really wanting Belichick as well. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, Sirianni getting fired would be absolutely insane after them going to the Super Bowl and starting 10 and one this year. But like the collapse that they had and clearly again, like his lack of coaching, lack of ability to really hold the locker room did show through. So I think it'd be justified, but it would be insane if he does get fired. He's getting fired. He's got to. He's getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a team that wants their coach to get fired. Yeah. What was the, the report that came out? It's like there's definitely going to be two NFC East yeah. coaches that get fired. Now it's like it seems almost writing on the wall right. that there's going to be three. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brian Dable is pissing everybody off in, in the yeah. Giants side. Too. Every, everybody yeah. seems that, which I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I obviously have to take Dable's side in that, but it's like I'm certain it's one of those things where, you know, you meet somebody and they're like, oh, I'm not friends with this person or I hate this person. And you're like, oh, those people suck. 
And then you start to realize that like everybody in their life was like, they have an issue with, and it's like, well, maybe you're the problem, you know, yeah. like if everybody, if you have yeah. a problem with everybody, maybe yeah. you have the issue. So it's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not at that point yet, but I'm starting to like get those rumblings of like, well, if everybody doesn't, if he has issues with everybody, maybe not the easiest guy to work with. Maybe he's the issue. Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just yeah. turns into some like handsome yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, I no. It's, I, I don't know how much of it's actually from inside the organization or if it's just my, in like, everything is just flooded with Philly fans that are like, Syriana needs to be gone, Syriana needs to be gone. Right. Like, easy little nonsense. It's just funny to see everybody start talking the way we were. It's like, when they were 10 and 1, we were like, you know, Syriana is so annoying. He's yelling at those Chiefs fans. Yeah. He's just like being such a, like, a, it's just so, such a piece of shit. And now everybody, it's like, now that they start losing, it's just like, everybody's saying mm -hmm. the same thing. So I feel like we, we kind of uh, staked our, staked our flag in the ground real early yes. on this one. So it's nice to see the rest of the world catch up. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I was good. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks played well, but not even that great. Like they handled them pretty easily, I think. And Devonta Smith was the only one really doing anything productive for the Eagles. And I was like, if they keep can keep him going, then it might have been a game. But I mean, Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I we've talked about it before. His just body language and his facial expressions. It just like when they're not winning, it just looks so bad because he really just looks like he doesn't care and he hates his life and just wants to get off the field. And I feel like people thought it was cool when they were winning, like he was stoic and everything. But now I feel like if you're a Philly fan, you have to be pissed off for sure. I, more. I don't think he's that good. I don't know. No. I really don't. He's I super really strong, don't. Super strong and like he has his moments. But I, I mean, I, I kind of agree i mean it's like you know he was benched for tua on that alabama yeah. team yeah and, uh i i just don't yeah i don't i, I love don't the tush push getting stopped too that was oh, just that was that like was my favorite moment on that. the sunday right <laughs> yeah uh, then they yep. kept doing it and really showing them just ripping ripping hurts head off yeah 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 that looks brutal but also like i kind of like it. it's like you know like if you're gonna do this move like you're gonna get hurt like you want to put yourself in this position we're coming exactly. at you we're coming at you yeah. hard Mm -hmm. it felt yeah. even extra better knowing that kelsey was going to retire like i everyone kind of knew this that might be it for him and the fact that like the church push got stopped in like one of his last games that that felt good i have nothing really against him but because he's on the eagles i, I can't like him right now so yeah. he just he does seem pretty genuinely sweet just kind of like a nice guy but you know whatever i'm glad that they you know the eagles are going to have to figure out a new center that's definitely not going to be as good or be able to figure that yeah. out so uh but and, I'm, and yeah. the and and another thing in that game too about the Bucks had like seven or eight drops in that yeah. game. Oh yeah, like Mike drops. Evans killed them early on, <laughs> and they and they crushed the Eagles with with yeah. teams with that kind of numbers. Like, how often were we talking about it with the Chiefs? The drops, yeah. the drops, seven drops in a game or eight. I don't remember what the final number was, but that is like that is a you lose the game kind of thing. It's like yeah. four turnovers in a game. Like, not many teams win. When they're when they're having those kind of problems, are like game they're they're game drive killers. Yeah, um, trying to find the stats now, but that also that it, it there's no way to win. I mean, well, clearly there is. They were still able to do that, so it's like if they if they made some of the. I think I very vividly remember at least two uh, like two passes that were just basically clear touchdowns if they caught them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So uh, that I think that's also like one of my favorite stats is like how. Uh, like, like they have as many drafts in that game as like Larry Fitzgerald had in his entire career. That's still, yeah. like he has more tackles in his career than drop passes. So they're, uh, they're catching up. But I think overall, I still don't believe in Baker really. I don't know. I mean, it's just because I've watched him play for a long time, I think, but I just like, I keep yeah. waiting for that to not happen, but you know, they're talented. I'm, you know, I am hoping that they're going to lose to the lions. Uh, I don't also don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see uh, the what Todd Bowles getting like interviewed? I don't know if it was right after the game or if it was like yesterday um, when they were at the, there was a reporter, you know, was uh, asking Todd Bowles, like how, you know, the team's really built, you know, can, can play well in the nice weather, but, you know, going up to the freezing cold temperatures of Detroit, uh, you know, how they're going to be able to handle it. And Todd Bowles. No, kind of I like, say, yeah. Uh, you know, well, they, you know, they have a dome and we can play inside. <laughs> and, uh, so she was uh, just really shut this reporter down, which was pretty hilarious. <laughs> she was like, are you sure you're going to be able to play in the frigid temperatures in Detroit? And he's like, yeah, they, they have a dome and we can play inside. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it says pro football focus had him with four drops, but I remember during the game, they had said it was like seven. 
So, you know, yeah. but they go back and then they review the film and they give like official however they figure that out. Yeah. It was a lot of drops. It was like very, very noticeable, big moments and big yeah. job of keeping like he kept his head on straight. They have really good receivers. Kate Otten's a really good tight end. No. They keep talking about how they can't run, but I thought uh I thought they ran the ball. Their running back was like really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they're having issues there. And their defense is always good. Todd Bowles is a good defensive coach. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's a good coach, but he's a good defensive coach. Well, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to give the Lions, uh, it's going to be a game. This is, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not feeling very confident on that, but I wouldn't be shocked if this was a a very tight contest or if the Bucs could win. I don't, I really don't think they can, but I, I don't know. Baker looks good, and he didn't get banged up in that game at all. So if he yeah. was hurting, right. you know, it's another week of feeling better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, overall, Sarah, it makes us feel pretty good that uh, mm-hmm. the Eagles may not be the juggernaut we once feared them to be at the beginning of the season. Yes. Oh, very good, for sure. Love it. So divisional round upcoming this weekend, only four games. It's really coming down to the uh, coming down mm-hmm. to the wire, and I think it makes us all sad. But at least there should hopefully be some good games. Texans at Ravens starting it off. Packers, 49ers, Lions, Bucks, and then finish it off on the weekend. Chiefs, Bills. Also love the Sunday, the 3 o'clock and 6.30 game as opposed oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. 4 and 8.30. Yeah. So, real, you're getting older. Real big fan of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have some drinks for that Chiefs, Bills game. I'd rather uh, start at 6.30. True. Or, or yeah. just at noon. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, in other very, very good news, mm-hmm. Mike, you are getting the best – uh, title back to bestowed upon Blazers' mm-hmm. best bets after yet another week of four and one ball, bringing the season total to 43 and 43 and two. So you are That's how you do it. You are very, very high. <laughs> you know, as uh, we start, we're doing the units for the playoff. We started with six and a half units. You bet uh, one unit on all of your loves, two on the Uber lock, and a half on the stinky dog. So that was six and a half units. And you are currently up to 9.35 units, up 2.85. So we are. Building money in the kitty, we're, we're, we're plus, we're in green, and right. back to Blazel's best bets. And listen, things get tough this time of year. There's only four games to pick from, so where are you taking us this weekend, and how are you making us money? Listen, I just want to tell you that, uh, you know, they wrote, but uh, I didn't write back <laughs> oh, when they took away my best. <laughs> I didn't write back. Geno Smith, that's who That's who we're calling upon. That's for. Uh... That's That's who I channeled to get this betting under control. Ooh, all right. Under control is one way to, to phrase it. <laughs> Uh, well, let's first, you know, let's give it, let's, let's say goodbye to the stinky dog for this year. You got it. R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay. There's no more stinky dog. I mean, maybe it'll make a mystery appearance next week, but I don't see a stinky dog, uh, for the remainder of the year. It was a great run. We did, we did end up plus mm-hmm. money. Like I said, right. We I did so. something like that. Yeah, sure. We made like a sure. couple thousand dollars. That's why you guys got to <laughs> listen. Um, but I am introducing a very fun, new, very exciting. People have been clamoring wrinkle to this week's betting. Uh, but let's get into it. I'm going to start first, guys. What do we say every week? Instead of getting crazy, we're just going to make some bets. And then, and then we're, we're going to win the bets. And we win the bets. So, mm-hmm. um, I've been flip-flopping on this one, so I don't know how I'm calling it a love. But speaking of love, I'm taking Niners minus nine and a half. <laughs> Uh, it was Packers plus nine and a half for a while. Uh, but I am really, I'm just, I'm feeling that they are a team that has won their Super Bowl. That was a big emotional win. Rookie ish quarterback receive, like I said, receivers that I think are playing well over their, they're over their skis as far as like their performance levels. Um, I think the Niners defense is going to get that pressure that the Cowboys weren't. And I think the Niners are kind of like a machine. And I'm that's not saying that I think the Niners are going to win the whole thing because I'm really, to- like I said, I was, you know, there was a part of me that thought the Packers could win this game. But I think the mm-hmm. Niners are going to take care of business here at home. Uh, nine and a half. That's, yeah. you know, it's a touchdown and a field goal. I could see this game getting, you know, out of hand pretty quick. McCaffrey like- running. And then they have a really, they can like make the game disappear with their running game. So yeah. they get up, they get a good lead. I just I, I let's go with the team that everybody thinks is like probably the best chance to win the Super Bowl to cover here. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna say we love that. Uh, I I'm gonna give you my other love. It's um, this is a shocker for everybody. 
I love Bills minus two and a half home no. versus the Chiefs. Listen, I'm I bet to win money too here, guys. Uh the Bills are still the better offense, and our defense seems to be we are channeling that next man up mentality. It is Patrick Mahomes' first road game as a mm-hmm. as an NFL player. He, you know, he has played the Super Bowls on neutral fields, but never on the road. Uh, Bills, they for a team that's having issues with wide receiver communication, lining up on the right way, drops, things like that. It gets very loud. There's going to be they're going to have a hard time like making changes at the line of scrimmage, you know, if you don't watch a ton of football, or even if you do, and you, then, you know, like one of the biggest things that I think makes Mahomes so special is like all that pre-snap reads, all the communication, the talking, the changes. That's how we lost in that 13 second game was there at home. It's quiet. And he can yell to Kelsey, make that move. And that's how they get that completion. Well, you're not going to hear shit in Buffalo. You're just right. getting people screaming. And I, that makes a huge difference. Um, so I expect, to see them be a little bit scrambled. And I just, Josh Allen's not letting us lose this game. So that's, uh, there you go. Two and a half. That's easy. I would have taken that. I would have taken that up to uh, six and a half. I think the Bills are going to win by uh, at least a touchdown. I like that. And they really, yeah. I think that the, I'm not sure if they can learn anything from, uh, from Miami, but like it, it, Travis Kelsey, I mean, he had a bunch of catches in the first half, but Hello. the second half, he was slow, didn't really do much. And mm-hmm. I think he can shut down Rasheed Rice. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. really know. But well, Rasul Douglas has said, even though he's on the injury report, he said he is playing. And Tyre mm-hmm. Elam, if that gave him any sort of confidence, this was a first-round cornerback out of Florida who one of his biggest traits, and the reason why we liked him, is man coverage, which we play his own, which is why he's like, why did we draft this guy? But he's tall, he's athletic, he's long. He can, if he if he can lock in and play well, he's got all that first round pedigree, and he just had a pick, and he played well in the playoffs last year, believe it or not. So I like him lining up with Rasul Douglas. If we can't get Christian Benford in the game, we're going to be okay. Our bigger issue and concern is Teron Johnson, who is our only All Pro. He is our nickel cornerback. He guards the slot. He has a concussion. If he can't play, that's a that's a that, that's a scary loss, but. Again, we do have to worry. You got to worry about Rasheed Rice, but I'm not afraid of the rest of these guys. They're not. They're not built for this. Our safeties are healthy, so you're not going to go over the top on us. I just, I like the Bills, and I think we can run it on them. Yeah, and I said yeah. what I like the most about Elam too is like he basically got torched on like the two plays right before that, and then came back and had the yeah. pick. So it's like yeah. that is, there is something to that kind of resolve where it's like oh, yeah. you're not going to just bend over, and you're not just going to like let it break you. It's like bad play, bad play, and they're talking about oh they're screwed. They're screwed. here we go again. Next play, right. taking the end zone. So like that, there is something very mental about that that I like. My text exchange with somebody was get him off the field. I can't believe this fucking guy's on the field. And then I wrote, I always loved Kyrie Elam. It happened in three straight plays. And in yeah. the locker room after, because I'm, I'm watching all of it, they had the, the the team really rallied around him when they were talking about like game balls and players of the game. And somebody afterwards said, like, if you only knew what like he had been through to get back to this, like they're all pulling for this guy. It's not yeah. like they're giving up on him. So I really I, I feel confident. I think we're going to be able to do what we need to do. And Mahomes has been shaky this year. Yep. Let's yeah. One against the, the, the lowly Miami Dolphins is not going to make me think they're back. They don't have the personnel. So, uh, and I think we shouldn't give Taylor Swift a, a box seat. I don't understand how we can. I mean, that's got to be reserved for uh, season ticket holders. I so, think I'm she, sure she's going to get one. Yeah. I, think, I yeah. think she's maybe one of the richest. Most so. <laughs> right now, I think she'll figure it out. That'd be pretty fun if she's just like in the stands getting snowballs thrown at her. I wouldn't sell it. <laughs> I wouldn't sell it. I swear <laughs> God. Well, I mean, there is a you know, every yeah. there's a number for everything. Okay, my Uber lock. This will be a two unit. Woo! Bucks lines over 48 and a half. 48 and a half. I like that. I like it. Yeah. Lions are going to score. Bucks are going to score. 48 and a half seems like a lot until the game starts, until you bet the under in one of those games. And then you're like, oh shit, 48 and a half is not that much points. Um, yes. I, I really like that. I think that's, uh, we're in the dome, speed. Bucks can't drop any more passes than they did. Uh, I love Mike Evans. They have the Bucks, uh, the Lions have like the 25th or 26th worst pass defense in the NFL. They have a good run defense, which is like great. Well, apparently the Bucks can't run anymore, so they can throw. Baker looks good, and and the Lions are going to score points. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, I love that. Love, love, love. Okay, and then because we're running out of games, I I, I don't have any more straight-ups. I've got a six-point teaser. We are going to bring back the old teaser. Ooh. Um, mm. This will be the last one uh, until, until my new special segment. <laughs> we're going to take the Texans to plus 15 and a half. So they're they're currently nine and a half point underdogs. We're gonna take the Lions down to minus half a point. Lions minus half a point. Lions minus half a point. And then the Bills Chiefs were gonna go the over, but we're gonna take that down to 39 and a half. That's gonna give you plus 140 odds. Over 39 and a half. Yeah. And how many units do I got out there? And two, three. Yeah, all you got is uh, four units. All right, we're going to take two units on that, too. Ooh. I love this one. It's 15 and a half on the Texans there. Yeah. So I like this. I really, I I, I can't get it out of my head. I think one of these number one seeds is going to lose. I think it's going to be the Ravens, but I'm not, I'm not willing to, like, put money on that because I don't want to feel like an idiot, and I feel like <laughs> you'll feel like an idiot right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so instead, let's just take the Texans up to over two touchdowns. The Ravens do blow teams out, so that's actually the scariest leg of this. Um, I like the Lions down to half a point. I do think they are going to figure out a way to win this game, and that means they only just got to win. And the Bills Chiefs 39 and a half. I don't understand why that line isn't like 48-49. So get the 39. Bills are going to score 30. So the, I just need the Chiefs to score 10. I think they can do that. <laughs> One would hope. I don't know what, you know, if, listen, if we win 34 to three and I lose that bet, I don't care. You're still coming in yeah, happy to the I'm podcast good. next week. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and then the final piece is going to be the Blazel playoff propaganda. <laughs> oh, propaganda going. <laughs> uh, it's a fun one. It's a special on, on a certain gambling site when they want to send me money to uh, give them free advertising. I'll mention it, but it starts with an F. And ends in Andor. Uh, all right. I think, what's that, Caesars? Yep. Uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes to combine for 100 rushing yards. That is plus 195. We're going to put one unit on that. Full unit. One unit. Was plus 195, you said? Yep. All right. Plus 195. Pa- Josh Allen is, these, these are big games. The, the blinders are off. They are not going to stop this guy. They're not going to tell him don't run. They're going to tell him when you see it, do it, take it, go. Josh Allen's going to get 70 yards rushing, 60 yards rushing. He might get 90 yards rushing. And it's not all like I, I in a game like this where everything it means everything. He's going to give everything. And Mahomes is good for two or three of those. The most frustrating scampers down the field with his arms yep. flailing, tiptoeing. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's so I I mean my math there is Josh Allen seventy yards, Mahomes thirty. <laughs> yeah, that's just a little, little simple back that's, of the. That's how I do it. That's how I come up with it. You guys come up with your own strategies, but <laughs> back of the napkin math. That's my propaganda. So <laughs> I think any sort of Bills propaganda, I think we'll remember that for uh for next season. That's right. Forward. I that's like right. That. Um, so just to recap for everybody, now we're back on Blazel's best bets. You're currently up. If you're tailing Mike, you are currently up 2.85 units. So you got a little money in the kitty and uh, you can save some back. Now you can make all these bets and still save some back now. A little bit. Yeah. We're doing one unit on the Niners minus nine and a half <laughs> we're doing at uh, minus 112. One unit on the Bills minus two and a half minus 122. The Uber lock, we're throwing two units on the Bucks Lions over 48 and a half. At uh, minus 105. And then we have the six-point teaser that's plus 140. Uh, we are six-point teasing the Texans up to plus 15 and a half. The Lions to minus half a point, And the Bills Chiefs over down to 39 and a half. So that'll win you, uh, you know, if you bet two units on that, that'll win you 4.8 units. And then we got the uh, Propapalooza. Propaganda. Propaganda. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes to combine for 100 rushing yards at plus 195. So, we're making money here. We're feeling good. I like these bets. And most importantly, we got four good games of football going on this weekend. So buckle in, stay warm, and uh, everything's excited. So actually, Sarah, just want to do one last wellness check. Want to make sure you don't have any heavy heavy weaponry, heavy machinery, any sort of ropes lying around. How are you doing? Just generally unwell. Thank you for asking. <laughs> well, listen, we love you. We care about you. And we got to have you next week. So anytime you get sad, just give us a call and remember that um, – 
Oh shit! I was gonna say, remember Mike McCarthy's not your coach anymore, but he is. Um, I don't have anything. Uh, uh, you know, get He's get a number bed. Support oh. your quarterback. <laughs> What's your sleep I'll number? Be picturing, you I'll be picturing McCarthy on his way out with the chili all week whenever I feel down. <laughs> oh, I'll just I'll, I'll use all of my skills to try to put his face on. They're like, coach, it's third down. What do we do? And he's like, I, I had interjection. I did cheddar broccoli. <laughs> Mike? Wasn't that the whole one that Alex Jones said he would, couldn't be trusted because he just had a bunch of chili? And well, then you he, would know. And then he, yeah, that's me, you know. <laughs> and then he ended up getting sued for a billion dollars because he's a psychopath. But maybe that's mm-hmm. maybe he maybe there's something to having that belly full of chili. That's why he just makes mistakes and can't uh, can't get everybody up for games. But that's that's for our later episodes. Um, anyway, I'm the only team left. You're you're alive. I know. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> <There's> something, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what could possibly happen? You know, I, I think now we just need you to uh, to build you up as high as possible, either for a huge mm-hmm. win or a devastating loss that we'll have to get oh, some yeah. immediate reactions for. Yeah, I'll be devastated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, anyway, we thank you guys for listening. We love you. As always, follow us on Instagram at Play Your Yards Right. Follow Mike on X at Play Your Bets Right. Watch us anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple. And uh, also, don't forget to watch us on YouTube. See how uh, see how beautiful our faces look. And uh, it's always good. It's good for the followers to be able to see us. And, uh, you know, we share a little stuff mm-hmm. sometimes in there. You get to surprise mm-hmm. me. So we love We you. haven't had shirts on for three weeks if you haven't been nope. watching. Yep. <laughs> Get more views on that YouTube. We uh we'll we'll take more stuff off. Like, right. No, I'm not gonna promise that. No. Check out OnlyFans yeah. at no, no, we're okay. not we're not doing that yet. Uh we love you guys. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you. Go next Bills week. <laughs>